Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, book strategist, and publishing expert, Lauren Erickson. As a traditionally published, best-selling author and book strategist, she provides commentary, insight, advice, and education on all elements of books, from writing to publishing to marketing. Lauren primarily works with debut nonfiction authors to help them prepare their works for either traditional or hybrid publication. Her own memoir, The Finer Things Club, was released in June of 2023 and has been featured in various publications. Enjoy this interview. It's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute mm-hmm. out. And I want to begin our conversation with surviving the last three and a half years. How did you get yeah. through the pandemic and how did it subsequently change you? Oh, gosh. Well, during the pandemic, like the height of it, I uh, I had just finished up teaching because my whole background is in education and I taught for a year and I was like, man, this is really hard. So I ended up moving to a Chicago for grad school, like, I don't know, summer of 21. And I'm like, you know, this could either be a really good or a really bad mistake. I can't really tell right now because everything's shut down and yeah. whatever. So, I mean, I'll be honest, there's a lot of isolation for sure. And like trying to figure out what to do with myself and how to meet people, um, especially if you're in a city as a young professional or a student, you kind of have to get creative. Yeah. Um, but at, at the time I met my now boyfriend there. And so it was kind of good exploring the city and getting more of like a locals kind of perspective on things and just kind of yeah. traveling and getting creative. So that was, it, it was a combination of that and, uh, a lot of reading, uh, for, <laughs> for school and for pleasure, but just honestly, it was a lot of just trying to keep my brain occupied since there wasn't a whole lot that I could do like physically like I lived on this great street where there were like all these coffee shops and places but I couldn't go inside because they were all closed and it was such a bummer and it was like winter and I'm freezing but just a lot of uh, a lot of reading and a lot of exploring Chicago with my boyfriend for sure yeah Yeah. just doing getting creative where I can (laughs) yeah so where did you go to school in Chicago I went to uh, Loyola okay Um, yeah yeah and for the first year or so I, it, it was a year and a half for me but for the first year it was all online and I'm like okay well I guess this is kind of a crapshoot I guess I could have could have done this from home but at the same time it's like I've, I've been living in my parents basement I was like mid-20s I'm like I gotta get out of here man so yeah. um but yeah I went to Loyola and then uh yeah so it, it, it was it was good I don't it, it all kind of is a blur just because of COVID but yeah <laughs> it, it really good. is yeah the whole thing yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I actually hit a crossroads in my life and I mm. took the GRE and I was going to uh-huh. go to uh, DePaul and I was oh, yeah. all wanting to go up and become a college professor. And then I wow. realized how much time and education you have to go through for the amount that you make and mm. just the whole thing. And I was like, is this really what I want to do? But I was yeah. almost at that point where I was going to do that. So it's interesting. Wow. And Chicago is a wonderful town. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, now that it's open, yeah, it's great. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's so, weird because, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. No, I was going to say, it's it's weird because, uh, you know, I'm I'm from Missouri, you know, and yeah. it's like there's the Ozarks and, and it's different because when you're in Chicago, you got the Great Lakes and it's like people be like, let's go to the beach for the weekend. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget that's like a thing, you know, because uh-huh. I don't I don't really go to the lakes or anything, you know, because they're always like yeah. super crowded. But it's like, oh, yeah, I guess people do do that here. Yeah, they yeah go to the beaches and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that it's a different mentality. So, yeah. Let's get to the heart and soul of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you yep. in front of a bunch of third graders at career day. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. of the kids asks you, "What do you do for a living?" How do you answer them? I help people make books. 
Okay. Um, and I help do that in a couple of different ways. Um, I help people with, uh, with uh, marketing their books and getting people interested so that they want to buy it. And I help people with um, the ways that they want to publish their books. So, cause there's a lot of different ways to do it. It's such a, it's such an opaque industry. I feel like that it, there's not a whole lot of clarity for new writers in that space. So I help um, break those different pieces and elements down and kind of help people figure out ways that they want to publish their book. Um, so I just work with books in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. And I help the authors who make those books. So let's go back to your roots in Kansas City and mm -hmm. how you got to this point where you are in the publishing industry. How did all of this, mm -hmm. the seeds become who you are today? Yeah, it's a combination of personal and professional experience. So when I was done with teaching, I, uh, a friend of mine worked at a, a book marketing agency and she said that she was a book launcher and I had no idea what that was. And at the same time, I was trying to publish my own book. Um, it's a coming of age memoir about my experience living and working in Yellowstone National Park as a housekeeper. So there's already a lot of stories in that one as well. But um, it, it ended up uh, being that I got that book marketing job with my um, with my friend. And it was really interesting because what I didn't know for my own book, I learned being on the job. And then what people didn't know on the job, I could contribute through any personal experience I had with writing my book. So it was very like symbiotic. And so it was kind of a combination of those two things. And then as I was learning more about the book business and the and the book industry, I just realized and learned how, how there's just so so many things that people just don't know. So at the same time, I started blogging and making videos about the things that I was learning to benefit other writers who might be trying to get published themselves. And so eventually, that's kind of like what I built my current brand around. And I'm, you know, uh, starting to grow a little bit. And uh, it's just things that people don't know about the book business, but publishing specifically, because I feel like there's a lot of resources and conversations around how to write a book. But then yeah. when people get there, it's like, well, now what? And so yeah. I want to be the person who's kind of like at that next checkpoint. That's like, okay, obviously you want to get published. Here's kind of like what your options are. So I guess it's just like a combination of things. But yeah, it was the pursuit of my own book and then getting a job in book marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Like two birds with one stone. So yeah. what was the first book that you read growing up that either made you want to read more or become a writer? The first book, honestly, the first one that came to mind was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a lot of my like dad's old Dr. Seuss books. So like he was reading me these books, you know, that had to have been like, I don't know, 40 years old or something at the time. And it had like that old book smell, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was always it was always an experience, you know, if I was being read to by someone or if it was like, you know, the famous scholastic book fairs or, you know, exploring my own interests with books. But um, I think it was just growing up and having a lot of um, experiential storytelling with different adult figures in my life that kind of made it seem pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 So who's been a hero for you in your life? You know what? Um, I would say a lot of a lot of different nonfiction authors. But the first one that comes to mind is is Dr. Maya Angela. I yeah. don't know what it is. I just connected with her really, really well. Um, and I know that she's not with us anymore, but when I was in college and trying to like get a clue for like who the heck I was and who I wanted to be and grow into and et cetera, and all that stuff that comes with being in your early to mid twenties, um, I 
I really liked her sort of like authentic wisdom that she had and um, just kind of the strength and forcefulness that was balanced with a lot of these very like soft, uh, you know, softer, more intimate kind of messages. And so yeah. I, I really, really just connected with her. So if I, if I could meet anyone or talk to anyone, like I would definitely want to have a conversation with her for sure. She's so wise. Excellent. So let me ask you this in your profession now. What mm -hmm. is the drive? What gets you up every day? What gets you to not only to do your job and to help people get published, but to evolve as your own person? Yeah, I would say, I would say just what, what really motivates me is spreading the message about, I've just been calling it author education. And it's just like training people, aspiring authors and educating people on here's what you got to know if you want to get into the book business, because I really, really like seeing when I share something or when I show someone something or explain something and it something kind of clicks and it's just like, oh, I had no idea or like, oh, that made sense. And maybe that's just my teacher roots coming out or something like that's always like the golden moment that every teacher wants to see of like, oh, yeah, little Jimmy finally got it. Yeah. But uh, this time it's just more with uh, with adults in their and they're very special messages, whether they're nonfiction or whether they're fiction or whatever, um, just kind of. I, I really like and enjoy seeing people kind of become a little more equipped into an industry that isn't always seen as a business and just, yeah. you know, just kind of like arming people up and letting them know, like, it's great that you want to write a book. Books are amazing. However, these are the different barriers that you have and things that you need to know if you want to do it. So just, I guess, again, kind of balancing that softness with some of that, like, stronger kind of wisdom, not that I'm comparing myself to my Angelo, but uh, right. I would say yeah. that's probably the big motivation for sure. So of this adventure of helping people get published, what's been mm -hmm. your best success story so far? Um, so my business is very new. <laughs> I'm still trying to get it off the ground in full transparency. But I will say that um, as I've been sort of gradually building and developing this kind of brand that's still in the baby stages, it's I've at least seen that there's been a lot of interest in it. And that is definitely what keeps me going and seeing that people benefit from this. So I, um, I mean, past clients that I've worked with have just been really, really great. They've been, you know, uh, C-suite executives, they've been thought leaders, they've been, you know, experts in their industry, whatever it is. Cause I mostly do nonfiction. I, I love nonfiction. Um, not to say that I haven't worked with fiction either, but just helping people learn some of those tips and tricks that come with self-promotion because that can be really uncomfortable for very private people, people who like to tell stories and spread a message that's maybe, you know, separate from them or bigger than them or that will benefit other people. But um, I really, really enjoy seeing people kind of grow into themselves and their message a little bit and have that be amplified through books. Because if it if it benefits other people and you get to exercise your thought leadership a little bit, and, you know, it's in the form of a book, like there's, it's, there's so many win-wins all around. And I love supporting people with that. It's just so special. It's so, it's so special to them and other people, because if you're in a specific niche or market or whatever, like the more specific you get, the more valuable you become and yeah. you can become an inspiration to other people. You can, um, you know, you can just do a lot, a lot of good stuff with a book, whether fiction or nonfiction, but I like nonfiction. It's more of my jam, but there's just, there's so many good benefits all around that hit people both personally and professionally, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the ripple's yeah. huge. So exactly. of, all, of all of the things that you've done so far, what are you the proudest mm -hmm. of? 
<laughs> I would say writing my own book for sure. Cause it's like, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk, you know? And I want, I want people to, you know, whoever, whether it's a conversation or a client or whatever, I want people to, you know, I, I want to feel like I can kind of be taken seriously. Like, Oh, okay. She's not just like trying to throw some fluff at me or something like she's actually done it. Like she knows a thing sure. or two. Um, but I think what's really special about writing any kind of book, you know, no matter the length is that you're proving to yourself that it can be done, Yeah. which means that you're beating out a whole lot of imposter syndrome. You are beating out a whole lot of self doubt. You're kind of getting out of your own way a little bit. You're maybe kind of stretching your boundaries a little bit and kind of becoming a better version of yourself, like growing into like the older sibling version of yourself. That's kind of how I always yeah. <laughs> think about it, you know? Yeah. But um, I, I think the book was the first time that I kind of proved to myself that, you know, that, you know, I can do big things if I want. And it's not just about me, but other people too, who want to write a book and who can do it. It's like, oh, shoot, this is, this is pretty great. Like I could get used to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so obviously as someone that's very curious and travels a lot, let yeah. me, if you had the chance to get into a time machine and go back in time and see one event mm -hmm. in human history. Where are you going? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> a great question. Holy cow. <laughs> There's it's so like, many different ways I could take this. It's like the beginning of the Big Bang show. It's like all of those images are just exactly you know exactly. just flying. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I think I'd I think I'd want to see um this actually isn't the answer that I thought I would pick, but I think I'd kind of want to see like the whole rise of the printing press. Cause I feel like once yeah. that kind of started, everything just sort of snowballed after that. Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, I'm sure some of my historical knowledge is going to be inaccurate. I'm, I wish I was a history buff, but I'm not so much one, but I, I think it'd be really cool to see that because I think I read this article or something a while back, a while back that was like, people used to be employed to like write copies of books or whatever by hand. And they were called yeah. scribes. Right. Yeah. And then the printing press came around and you're like, Holy cow. Like, we could like totally cut our work in half or, you know, more. And um, just kind of seeing that revolutionize the, the book space, anything that has to do with impact on the book space. I just geek out about so hard. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that would be really, really cool to just see, see all that take off. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's a great answer. So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, mm -hmm. your clients, everyone that knows you, but you run the show. What's your perception uh -huh. of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I think I know that my perception of myself is is yeah like the way that I feel about myself and the way that I see myself I know are going to be kind of two different things because you have that like inner inner monologue inner dialogue and then you kind of yeah. have like what you present right kind of like what you're saying um I would say that if I had to take an outside look at myself I, I would probably think that I maybe had it a little more together than I think I do yeah. um yeah, I would say that I I don't think I always give myself enough credit, but I would say that I'm put together. I'd say that I I have a direction, which is really good. I, I like have, I'm someone who kind of likes knowing like what I'm working toward. Yeah. And I would say that um I when I was younger, I used to uh like I don't know, when I was probably twelve or thirteen, I used to envision this like kind of big sister version of myself. Um and I would visualize this person like walking down a city street, just kind of like owning the sidewalk, you know. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of closer to that version of myself and just kind of big, big sister version. I, I feel like I'm kind of growing into the person that I want to be. And I think I'm, yeah, I, I think I have a little more confidence than I think I do, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. if anyone wants to pick up your book, 
learn more about you, reach out, get their book published? How can they do that? Can you repeat that one more time? I think. My oh, sorry. No, you're good. So if yeah. anyone wants to pick up your book, anybody wants to get their book published, learn more about you, reach out to you, how's the best way to do that? Best way to do that? Yeah, I would say um, think about how much value you're placing on your book. Think about what you want this book to do for you and others. And think about what your version of success looks like with that book. And then from there, I feel like that'll kind of better inform the best publishing path for you. So think about yourself and like what your goals are and how that's going to affect other people. And then from there, you have three options. You have traditional publication, self-publication, and hybrid publication. And um, I would say to absolutely do your research on each of those, because with traditional, there's a lot more credibility and prestige that comes with it, but it is definitely the longer game. So yeah. it's going to test your patience. But if you're willing to trade that for credibility, great, go that way. Um yeah. For self, if you just want to like prove yourself that you can do this thing, you want to just like cut the timeline down in half, go for self-publishing. And if you want to do hybrid, like assisted self-publishing, consider that as well. Like there's, I, I would say whatever you do, consider your values, what your goals are, what success looks like, and which publishing path matches up best for you. It's like taking a personality test, you know, it's like sure. see which job best fits your personality kind of thing that we yeah. all used to do in school. I'm yeah. almost kind of thinking about it like that. Okay. Excellent. So how can people pick up your book? They can find my book on Amazon and uh, my book's website, thefinerthingsclub.life. Um, it's available on Amazon, it's Barnes Noble, Target, a couple other different places, uh, Apple Books, Kindle, etc. And if you go to that website, you get a bunch of bonuses. If you want your reading to be more experiential, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's available for anyone, wherever you choose to buy your book from. Excellent. Lauren, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your time. Have a great new year. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. You as well. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.